We do have a word from the Lord. We do have a word from the Lord this morning. Before we have a word from the Lord, let's go into a word of prayer. And I'll give you what God has given me today to give you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, God, we do thank you. And we praise your holy name for just who you are on today. Dear God, we just thank you, Lord, because we know that on this very hour, your word will bring life. Your word will bring salvation. Your word will bring healing. Your word will bring deliverance. God, we thank you for your word on today. And you have promised that it will not go out void, but it'll go out and accomplish what it was sent to do. So, Lord, bless the hearers on the day. And we say, the hearers, as you receive the word of God, I believe right now that manifestation will take place as you hear this word. Open your heart and open your ears. Open your eyes, your spiritual eyes, because I do believe when this word goes out this morning, it will penetrate the very vessels of households, people that are in prisons, Lord, people that are across the country. I do believe on the day, if you pray with me, if you pray with me, if you praise with me, I believe that God is working right now. Hallelujah. I believe that this word will bring salvation. I believe this word will bring healing. I believe this word will bring deliverance. I believe this word will break bondages. I believe you, God. I have enough faith to believe you, God, that you are the omnipresent God, and you will go and do what you need to do with this word, I pray. So give me clarity of thought. Give me clarity of speech to deliver your word on this morning. Bless your people. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. This morning, God has given us a word to give. And it's coming from 1 Samuel. Turn in your Bibles with me to 1 Samuel, the first chapter, verses 2 to verse 20, the NLT version. And it reads... Elkanah had two wives, Hannah and Panana, and Panana had children, but Hannah did not. Each year, Elkanah would travel to Shalom to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of Heaven's army at the tabernacle. The priests of the Lord at the time had two sons, Eli, Hophanah, and Phinehas. On the day Elkanah presented his sacrifice, he would give portions of meat to Panana and each of her children. And though he loved Hannah, he gave her only one choice potion because the Lord had given her no children. So Panana would taunt Hannah and make fun of her because the Lord had kept her from having children. Year after year, it was the same. Panana would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle. Each time, Hannah would be reduced to tears and would not even eat. Why are you crying, Hannah? Echonai would ask. Why aren't you eating? Why be downhearted just because you have no children? You have me. Isn't it better than having ten sons? Verse 9. Once... After a sacrifice meal at Shiloh, 
Hannah got up and went to pray. Eli, the priest, was sitting at the customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was in a deep anguish, crying bitterly, and she prayed to the Lord. And she made a vow. O Lord of heaven, zombie, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, I will give him back to you. He will be yours for the entire lifetime. And as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. Verse 12, as she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched, seeing her lips not moving, hearing no sound. He thought that she had been drinking. Must you come here drunk? He demanded, throw away your wine. Oh, no, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I am very discouraged. I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Verse 16, don't think, Hannah was saying, I'm a wicked woman, for I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. In, in that case, Eli said, go in peace. May the God of Israel, may the God of Israel grant the request you have made of him. Oh, thank you, sir, she explained. Then she went back and began to eat again, and she was no longer sad. Verse 19 and verse 20. The entire family went up early the next morning and went to worship the Lord once more. They returned home to Ramah. When Elkanah slept with Hannah, the Lord remembered her plea. When Elkanah slept with Hannah, somebody already standing up in the audience. Hallelujah. The, word, uh, the Lord remembered her plea. In verse 20, and in due time, in due time, in due season, in due time, she gave birth to a son. And she named him Samuel, and she said, I ask the Lord for him. One more verse. As we turn to Hebrews, the 11th chapter, the 6th verse, coming from the NLT version again. And it says, it is impossible to please God without faith. Can I say that again? It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder who sincerely seek him. The title of my message today is The Audacity, The Audacity, The Audacity of Faith. How many people got the audacity? Okay, if you got the audacity, I'm going to say, remember I prayed that manifestation? If you somewhere near a, a, a pencil or a pen or a piece of paper, uh, do you have the audacity to write down something right now? And if you're not near a pen or a piece of paper, make a mental note. Because I believe God with this word is going to do a manifestation before this year is over with. How many believe God? Let's give God a praise in advance. Hallelujah. Write down something. It's something in your life today that you've been praying for and you got the audacity to go back and ask God again for it? Is there something in your life that's real, real? I'm talking about real, 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 real hard. If you got the audacity to write it down, I'm talking about just one thing now, not a lot, 
Not a laundry list, but just one thing. If you got the audacity to go back and believe in God for it, because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Have the audacity to write it down or make a mental note. Listen to this. The audacity is defined as bold and daring, especially with disregard for personal safety or conventional thought. In 1988, you may remember this, the Reverend Jeremiah Wright Jr. delivered a sermon entitled The Audacity of Hope. And the former President Barack Obama later followed with a book titled The Audacity of Hope. Now faith, look at faith, because the title of the message is The Audacity of Faith. I want you to get that in your spirit. Faith is defined as a complete confidence or trust in a person or thing. Firm belief that is not based on proof. A firm belief that is not based on proof. A belief in God or in his doctrine or teaching or religion. We all know, now that's the dictionary definition of faith. But when we look at the definition of faith, we look for Hebrews 11 and 1. And it says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now faith. I remember I preached to a message and the title of the message was now faith. See, the faith I had for a second ago is not the faith that I need for right now. Can you get it? The faith that you had for a second ago is not the faith that you need for right now. Because now faith, say my faith is always working. Oh, yes. Now faith, say, my faith is always working. Now faith is the substance of things that's hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. I don't have to see it. You know what? I have learned over the years. It's not what I see, but it's what I know. Because, see, my five senses have gotten me into trouble anyhow. Because my five senses say what I see, what I hear, what I smell, what I taste, and what I touch. Because, see, that's not always the reality. It's not always the reality. Because, see, now my faith, I got to believe what God says in his word. Not what I feel, not what I touch, not what I see, not what I hear, and not what I taste. Our women's ministry theme for the month of March was reset, restore, and revive us, O Lord. As women of faith, we need to always reset, restore, and revive our faith and confidence in God. Let us review these three words, reset, restore, and revive, related to three types of faith that God gave us, gave us in the Bible. The first, the first faith that is called our saving faith, our saving faith, our saving faith. Some people call it salvation faith. The word reset means to set again. In Ephesians 2 and 28, it says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourself. It is a gift of God. God's word said that we are saved by grace through the faith in Jesus Christ and not our own efforts or works. Grace alone means that God loves, forgives, saves us because we are not what we do because of the work of Christ. Again, reset means to set again. 
in our saving faith, we need to be reminded we cannot save ourselves. If you wrote down on your, on your piece of paper, or if you made a mental note, do you want somebody to be saved in your family? I have the audacity to believe that they will be saved. Amen. If you wrote a mental note of someone that's in your neighborhood that needs to be saved, I have the audacity to believe that God can save them. He saved you, didn't he? And there's nothing too hard for God. We must be thankful for salvation and treat it like it's the best gift we have ever received. Our salvation is the best gift we have ever received. Uh, it's like this. As I, I, I was thinking about uh, salvation faith and thinking about saving faith, the Holy Spirit brought me back even to the original in the book of Genesis. You know how God in his infinite wisdom, he knew the first man, Adam, and the first woman, Eve, would sin. He knew that. But God in his infinite wisdom and with his grace and his love, even when they sinned and they, they were, had everything they wanted to have, but one thing they were supposed to do not do was to eat off the tree of good and evil. Because if they ate off the tree of good and evil, they were what? They would surely die. But God, in his grace and his love, put a plan of redemption in place. And the plan of redemption happened in Genesis 3.15 when he said that uh, he would put enmity between the woman and her seed. And her seed, seed would bruise his head and we would bruise his heel. Uh, the plan of redemption started taking place. And we know that woman was Mary, the Virgin Mary. And that redemption started taking place. You know God is so good to us because what he did with the plan of redemption, he knew that one day we would need him. And so he looked and he let us know that the kings could not save us. He let us know that the judges could not save us. He let us know that the prophets could not save us. So he had to step through 42 generations, made himself a little lower than the angels. Hallelujah. And he knew even the blood and the goats could not save us because I heard the songwriter say, we don't have to slay the lamb anymore. We don't have to sprinkle the blood across the door. Someone has taken the place of the lamb and his name is Jesus, the great I am. And so with that, even when John 1 and 1 said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was, was God. And you drop down to John, the 14th verse. I think I'm going to preach right now a little bit. You drop down the 14th verse of, first of John, and it said, and the word became flesh. It became flesh. In the dwell among us. I'm talking about salvation faith. See, that's a good God. You can save yourself because the wages of sin was death, but the gift of God brought eternal life. I'm talking about salvation faith. Hallelujah. And then God in his infinite wisdom, in his infinite wisdom, and that's why we can now celebrate Palm Sunday in his infinite wisdom, Jesus himself went upon the tree and he hung there hung there hallelujah and he had a commission and an omission because he knew what he had to do why he was born why he had to live and why he had to die 
But I thank God for Jesus for my salvation faith on the day. Because see, what happened was when the Bible said that God, Jesus, was going to bruise the, the head of the serpent and we was going to bruise the heel, Jesus brought us that we can transfer and now we got victory. Because the Bible said, oh death, where is your stain? Oh grave, where is your victory? Salvation, faith, I have the audacity to believe. Not only was salvation for me, but it's for somebody else. Hallelujah. Because the Bible said in John 3.16, Hallelujah, for God so loved the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever, how many people got some whosoever's? but have everlasting life. Salvation, faith, amen, salvation, faith. Now, there's another faith that's in the Bible, and it's the working faith, the working faith that was brought to our attention. Remember those three things that we said with women's ministry theme? Reset, restore, revive. Your working faith. Restore means to bring back into existence, to bring to the formal, original, or normal conditions. You know what? Since I'm preaching on the audacity of faith, you know what it takes with the audacity of faith? It takes you not folding your hands. Because I heard the Bible say that faith is like this. You got to work faith. Hallelujah. A lot of times why your faith don't work because you don't work yourself. But faith without works is dead. Hallelujah. You know what? I praise God. I don't have to see it. I'll praise God. Hallelujah. I'll praise God anyhow. How many people want to take a praise break this morning? I got some people in the audience. I'm praising God in advance. I got the audacity to praise God in, in, in advance. I'll praise God. If you praise God, if I, if I be lifted up above this earth, I'll draw all men to me. Listen to this. Your working faith, your working faith, it says in James 2 and 18, it says, but someone would say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. Faith is the most important thing for a believer to understand and develop. God's word is full of promises for the believer. And what you got to do with those promises, you got to bring those promises alive. You got to speak those things as though they are. Yes, yes. A lot of times when I, when I sit around and I talk with people and they premature about their blessings. Because, see, they don't have enough faith to speak it. But out of the abundance of the mouth, you know, comes the issue of life. Yes. So you got to have enough faith to speak it. I don't contradict what God has already blessed me with. I speak blessings over my life. Amen. Amen. God's word is full of promises. All the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. To live by faith is simply, that's all it is, is simply taking God at his word. But let me say this. Why you don't live by faith is because you don't have enough word knowledge. 
You don't have enough word knowledge. And your word knowledge will only take you as far as you can go. If you don't know this Bible, if you don't know this Bible, if you don't speak and, 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 and talk the scriptures and, and walk out the scriptures, hallelujah, you don't know how to work that thing called faith. You don't have the audacity of faith. You need to get in the word. When you believe God and regardless of, in spite of what you can feel, taste, and smell, you have the audacity of faith. Have the audacity of faith to restore your working faith on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Remember, the faith I had for a second is not the same faith I need for now. You need to restore it on a daily basis. Hebrews 11 and 1 say, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The Amplified Bible helps us see it more clearly in this verse is saying about faith. Now faith is the assurance. I got the reassurance in God's word because you know what? I have the confirmation and the title deed. I have the confirmation and the title deed, which is the Bible, of the things we hope for being proof of the things we do not see and the conviction of the reality, faith proceeding as real fact and is not revealed to the senses. Again, I don't have to see it. I don't have to really hear it. I don't have to really touch it. I don't have to really smell it. I don't have to really taste it. But it's what I know what God has said. How many people know what God has said? Faith in a nutshell is simply taking God at his word. The question today, do you have the audacity to believe? Do you have the audacity to believe, virtual world? Do you have the audacity to believe? Yes, I receive, but do I believe what God said that he would do exactly what he said that he would do? The audacity of faith is like an equation. It's like an equation. Believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth, it equals the audacity of faith. Matthews 12 and 34 says, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. A lot of times when I talk to people, I know what's in your heart because it's going to come out of your mouth. I don't have to talk to you no more about, about one or two times. I know what's in your heart because even if you have a challenge with your body health-wise, the next thing you're going to say, yes, I got this challenge. Yes, I got some infirmities. Yes, I got some diseases, but God, but God. Yes, I'm despair. Yes, I may be a little sad. Yes, I may be even a little pressed, but God, but God. That's what faith does. You work faith. Listen to this. In Hebrews 11 and 3, by faith, we understand that the world were framed by the word of God. So things that were not seen made of things which are visible. We have so many, so many examples that's in the Bible. So many examples. We don't have to look at people around us. But we got so many examples in the Bible. You know, the hallmark, uh, what we call the book of faith in Hebrews in the 11th chapter, when we have all of those matriarchs and patriarchs that was in there, we had uh, by faith, his audacity of faith, we had Abram that offered a better offering than Cain. We had even people like Enoch, uh, that his testimony that he pleased God. We had people like in the Bible, we had people like Noah that built an ark 
and, and, and be, you know, and, and went out by faith and to save his family. We have people in chapter 11, we have the Abrahams, our patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that believed in the inheritance of God. We have examples of faith all in the Bible. We have examples of faith all in the Bible. And the next faith that's in the Bible is the gift of faith. In 1 Corinthians 12 and 9 in the NLT, the gift of faith. We talked about salvation faith and saving faith and we talked about working faith but the gift of faith the gift of faith in first corinthians 2 and 9 the nlt version it says the same spirit gives great faith to another and to some else one spirit gives the gift of healing in romans the 12th chapter verse 6 it said in grace god has given us different gifts according doing certain things well so if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with much faith as God has given you. That third word that we took in our theme for women's ministry is revive. Revive means to activate, to set motions or to take up again. Reviving the gift of faith. Some have the supernatural ability to believe in God and his word no matter what they see hear, face, feel, or taste. Let me say this again. Some of us have the supernatural ability to believe in God, his word, no matter what they see, hear, feel, taste, or touch. The gift of faith. They have the audacity to step out on nothing and believe God for everything. Revive the gift of faith because there is somebody in the body of Christ that needs a blessing, a miracle, a divine healing, and a supernatural provision. The audacity of faith is calling. Don't sit on the gift of faith. Don't be scared and remain in fear. The gift of faith will bring you blessings, miracles, signs, and wonder. Someone else's faith needs to be renewed, refreshed, reactivated, and to be set to motion to believe. I remember, you know, in, in chapter 12 of uh, 1 Corinthians, it talks about those gifts. And the Bible says he gives the gifts severally as he will. And the gift of faith uh, works with me sometimes. I remember uh, on occasions when the gift of faith starts working because, you know, gifts works in season. It don't work when you want it to work. It works when God wants it to work. And I remember we was on a retreat and the gift of faith was real present with me. And I went to this certain person and she had already asked God for a house, but her spouse was not in agreement with it at the time. And I went to her and I said, do you believe God can actually give you this new house that you desire? She said, I believe. I said, let me help you see it. Let me help you see it. People with a gift of faith can help somebody else see their blessings. People with a gift of faith can help somebody else see their mirror. I said, can you, let's, let's look at your house. What I want you to do, can you see this house? It got four bedrooms. It has three bathrooms. The, the, the master bath, bedroom is downstairs. Can you see your house? She said, I see it. 
I see it. I see it. See, sometimes you just got to help people see what God has already promised them. I see a hand in the audience. I see a hand in the audience. Yes. And I said, can you see the house? I said, what you need to do is go back after you get off this retreat. Go back and you start looking for that house and identifying that house. She went back. She started looking for that house. She chose the house that God had given her. And to the very day, to this day, that woman lives in that house. You talking about the audacity of faith? Can you have the audacity of faith to believe in God or do what he said that he would do? I'm looking at the virtual audience today. Can you have the audacity to go back? To go back to God? Do you have the audacity to go back and pray again? Do you have the audacity to go back and fill out that application again? Do you have the audacity again to go back and believe God for your total healing again? Do you have the audacity to believe that your son, your daughter will be saved? And Do you have the audacity to believe that? Do you have the audacity to believe, yes, I will stay in the house. I won't be a runner all my life. <laughs> do you have the audacity to believe that God will do what he said he would do? Do you have the audacity to believe that God will open a door that no man cannot close? Do you have the audacity to believe in that? I ask you today, work that thing called faith. I got the audacity to believe in God. No, it may not look like it. No, it may not hear like it. No, it may not even taste like it. I may not even smell like it. But I got the audacity to believe that God will do what he said that he would do. Let's give God a praise because I have the audacity of faith to believe. I have the audacity to believe. And remember, as we go on, remember Senior Pastor Daryl Jackson, he recognized Women in Women's Ministry Month by preaching and teaching on three sermons. And the first sermon was the risk of faith, the woman with the issue of blood. You know, she had to have the audacity of faith to go out in a crowd. And she had that issue, but she had enough audacity of faith to go out in the crowd. Then he told us about the declaration of faith, the Shudamite woman. Even though her son was dead, she had the audacity to say, all is well. Even though there's some dead situations in your life that look like they're dead, but I heard David say, yea, I walked through the valleys of the shadows of death. And see, it wasn't death. It was only a shadow. And had the audacity, the shooting like woman had the audacity to say, even though her son was dead, she had the audacity of faith to say, all is well. How many people can say in your life today, all is well, all is well in Jesus' name. And then he gave us that sermon, and all these women didn't have any names. The giving of faith, the widow woman with the widow's might. Do you have the audacity that you got a bill today and it don't look like, come on now, it don't look like you got enough money in your bank account, but you got that, you have the audacity to go back to God and his name is Jehovah Jireh. You got the audacity when your bank account says $33.33 and that bill says $333.33. I don't know where it's going to come from, God. I don't know where it's going to come from. I don't know where it's going to come from. And I don't know who it's going to from come from. But I got the audacity to believe that God, hallelujah, is going to pay that bill. You 
got to have enough audacity of faith to believe in God. Now, let's turn back to our story on today. That's found in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 20. This woman's name, she was identified. The other three women were not identified by their names. But this woman was identified, and her name was Hannah. Her name was Hannah. When Hannah became agitated, she activated the audacity of faith through prayer. <sighs> she had to because she had a desire in her heart. But now they had children. She wanted children. She wanted a child. Let me say, God got a track record. Because I don't know how many of you know, this was not God's first rodeo with Hannah. There were other women that was in the Bible. You all remember the three patriarchs' wife, Sarah, Rebecca, and Rachel? All of them was barren. All of them was barren. So she had to know if God did it for them, he can do it for me. I got the audacity to believe that God has set a precedent. If God don't did something before, I know he can do it again. Amen? And so she went in prayer and had the audacity to believe that she could have a child. Hannah was married to Icona a priest, but he had another wife, a banana. Have the audacity when the bananas start, you know, picking with you and laughing at you. And you know what God has assigned you to do? And these bananas come up and say, you can't do. And you have to tell the bananas, say, I got the audacity to say that I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthened me. When those bananas start uh, turning at you, and I'm talking about sometimes when doubt and unbelief come in and bananas start turning at you, you tell your unbelief, you say, God, help my unbelief. Because I believe you, God. I believe you're going to do exactly what you said. I got the audacity to believe it. Although Hannah was loved by Echoniah, she was barren, and God had shut up her womb. Oh, I got the audacity to believe today, you all. I got the audacity to believe today by the Holy Spirit. If you're not in here, but there's somebody that may be out in virtual land. Let me say this too. I got the audacity to believe because I remember many years ago, I was in prayer. When I was in prayer, I was actually talking to a woman that was trying to conceive. And I was counseling her and talking with her because she believed in God to have this child. And so I was in prayer and I was reading and studying my Bible up in my bonus room and God gave me a word and the word he gave me he said you remember uh, Sarah you remember Rachel Rebecca you remember Rachel and he actually took me to those stories to help me read those stories of those three women and he said I want you to go back and when you call that woman I want you to share the stories with her and uh, shared the stories, the barren women that was in the Bible. And I asked her, do you still believe that God can touch a womb to make it fruitful and you wouldn't be barren? And now I think that child is 24 years old. Uh, she went back and she believed God again. She had the audacity to believe God again. And she went back and she conceived a male child. And God said, uh, I want you to keep praying that prayer. After... Uh, couple of months, maybe a year or so went by, another woman came to me and she said, I've been trying to conceive a child, but the doctors gave me a laundry list and the laundry list, I could not conceive a child. There was no way possible with my precondition that I can have a child. I said, do you believe in God? Can you believe in God? And I told her about 
uh, Sarah again. I told her about Rebecca and I told her about Rachel. Do you believe in God? If he, God did it for them, he can do it for you. She went back, hallelujah, and we had prayer with her. I'll never forget it. We was in my sister-in-law's driveway. We had prayer for her. The next thing I know, she went back to the doctor, and I think her baby about, uh, how old is that baby now? I think she's like in elementary school or something like that. The audacity to go back again. Oh, I was praying that prayer some more, and I got some witnesses in the, in the worship center now. We were in the youth service, and there were three young ladies three young ladies over there and they were believing in God to have some babies but the doctors was giving them a bad report uh, saying they had scar tissue uh, their womb couldn't hold a child all three of those women got children and I think one of them got two Oh, I'm talking about the audacity to go back and believe God again. I had another woman that come through, and she came through North Carolina. I said, told her the story about Sarah, Rebecca, and Rachel. I said, do you believe in God? If he did it for them, he can do it for you. I'm talking to somebody today. I'm talking to somebody today. And guess what? With that, her and her husband came all the way from North Carolina because my son had told them that I was in prayer for women that were barren. I didn't get to see them. They had, I was with somebody, and they didn't have time to wait, so I didn't get to pray with them. But my son called them and said that they had left. Immediately, as they were going back to Charlotte, North Carolina, I started praying for that couple in the name of Jesus since they believed, and they made a trip. They had the audacity of faith to step out on faith that God would touch her wound, and she will conceive. Don't you know today, her baby is about one and a half years. Years old. I'm talking to somebody. Do you have the audacity to believe? Hallelujah. Listen to Hannah a little bit more. The, the, the text said Hannah wept, but she was stricken with torment in her spirit. But yet, hallelujah, you can be stricken with torment in your spirit. Tears can cover your eyes. But do you have the audacity that your faith will call you to ask God again? Hallelujah. Ask God again. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. Even through your bitterness, as Hannah, through her bitterness, she had the audacity of faith in God. Hannah prayed like this, and she made a vow to God. In verse 11, it says, and she bowed and vowed and said, O Lord of hosts, Oh, Lord, she recognized God. You got to recognize who God is. Oh, Lord of hosts, if you would indeed look upon my affliction, thy handmaiden, and remember me, and not forget thy handmaiden, and I will give unto the handmaiden a male child, and I will give him back to you uh, all the days of his life, and there should be no razors that comes upon his head. In verse 20. Wherefore, it came to pass when the time after Hannah had conceived, she bared a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked God of him. Hannah had the audacity of faith to pray and to believe. In Hebrews 11 and 6, it says, It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe, must believe. You got to believe with all of your being. You got to believe 
totality in God that God will do what he said that he would do. God, and you've got to believe that God exists in any situation and that he is a rewarder that sincerely seeks him. Three key, key points and insights that I want to leave with you about faith. When we look at verse 11, in, uh, in, I'm sorry, chapter 11 and verse 6, when we look at that verse, and that verse brings us out to these three key points. It is impossible to please God without faith. Ah, I can't say that enough. It is impossible to please God without faith. Uh, someone brought this to my attention. Don't have a bad mind and low faith. Because, see, you can't have a bad mind and have low faith now. Because you need a good mind. You need a good mind. Let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. You got to have a good mind with your faith. You got to know what God has said. Faith is trust and confidence in God. I don't have, even though my husband is a good husband, my confidence is not in my husband. My totality is in the confidence of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because it may be like this. It may be like this. The Lord told me a long time ago. He said that I cannot be so codependent on nobody that I can't live independently without them. The only person I'm supposed to be so codependent on is the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ himself because I can't live independently without him. My confidence, my trust is in God. Acts 17 and 28, the A clause, says, for in him we move, we live, and we have our being. Hmm. Hebrews 11 and 1, the first two verses, again, it says, now faith, now faith, now faith. Can you take another praise break with me? Because I want to work some now faith. Remember that mental note that you need to make? Uh, I believe praise is going to manifest itself with whatever you made a mental note for, whatever you wrote down. I believe God in this year of 2021 is going to make manifestation because I have made my request known to God and what I have prayed in secret. God is getting ready to reward me openly. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my spirit. I believe your God. Now, faith means our faith is working right now. Right now. Faith is like this. I know of a situation right now of a person, and God is dropping me, uh, that person in my spirit right now, because I see that person in front of me. I say to that person today, yes, you may be out of a job. Yes, you may be out of a job. And yes, the doctor's reports may say that they're not lining up with what the job is saying. But if you have the audacity to believe God again, he's the Jehovah Jireh and God, hallelujah, he's also the omniscient God. He knows your beginning from your ending and everything in between. And now your faith needs to say, now I know, now I know that all things are going to work together for good. For them that love the Lord, 
for them that are called according to his purpose. Oh, I know you're out of a job. I know you're at the doctor's office. I know you've been going back and forth. But you got to believe that all things, all things, all things, all things are working for your good. The bad is working for your good, and the good is working for your good. You've got to have the audacity to believe that all things are working for your good. Listen to this. The way we receive faith from anything from God we got to believe what God has said in his word, and you got to act like it. Uh, I remember the, the, some of the people used to say, fake it till you make it. I fake it till I make it. You, you, you won't even know. You won't even know that I'm going through because I'm faking it till I make it. <laughs> you won't even know that I got a bad report from the doctor because I'm faking it till I make it. You won't even know that I ain't got... Uh, enough money to pay my bills because I'm going to fake it till I make it. <laughs> you won't know. <laughs> oh, that my joy has gone out the front door and I'm trying to get it back through the back door, but you won't know because the joy of the Lord is my strength. You won't know. I got the audacity of faith to believe in God. And the second key to those three points of faith that's found in Hebrews 11 and 6. The second part to that, it says, we must believe God exists. Don't you know God exists? A lot of times y'all talk like God don't exist. God is the omnipresent God. He's everywhere. He's God of the mountain and he's God of the valley. He everywhere. He's God when you're going through, and he's God when you're not going through. He's God. You must believe that God exists. I believe that God exists. I believe that God is the Elohim God, meaning that he's the supreme God. I believe God is the El Shaddai God, that he's the mighty God. I believe God is the El Tiskanu. He's the sanctifier. I believe God. I believe God. I believe God is the Jehovah Jireh. He said he's going to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory that's in Christ Jesus. I believe God. I believe God exists. You can't tell me no different. You know what? If an angel came down in heaven and told me that God could not do something for me, you know what I tell that angel? See, you're an angel, and you got your job just to say, holy, holy, thou art holy. But see, God gave me a better, <laughs> a better authority. Amen. He's your angel. But see, God has now given me the authority and the submission and the commission that I have inherited this earth. Hallelujah. So an angel could even tell me no more different than what God has said about me. I know what God has said about me because I read the Bible. Got to believe that God exists. We just can't think or feel God exists. We must know. We must know. We must know. Can I say that now? We must know. How do you know? And the only way you know that God exists is through the word of God. Through the word of God. That's the only way that you know that God is so in Romans 10 and 17. It says, for faith come by hearing and hearing through the word of God. You got to hear the word of God. Ah, and once you hear the word of God, y'all go back and read the word of God, okay? 
I know the preachers and the teachers, uh, they can preach and teach the word of God to you, but you got to go back in there for yourself. Hallelujah. You got to have the audacity of the faith because see, some people don't know how to rightly divide the word of truth. Hallelujah. So you got to go back in there and read the word of God for yourself. And after you read it, you got to study it. And after you study it, you got to actually uh, go ahead and memorize it. I tell people, all the time, memorize the word of God. Because when you get in between a rock and a hard place, mama can't help you. Daddy can't help you. And you know what? And Satan don't care about how you cry. Because look, he didn't care about how Hannah was crying and her anguish and her bitterness. She kept her faith in the God of the God's heaven of armies. She kept her faith in him. So Satan don't care nothing about that. The only thing that makes Satan afraid of you is God's word. So you got to use God. You got to have the audacity to have enough word in you. So when Satan does come, that you can quote the word of God. Let me say this. After he finished one round with you, yes, you can quote the word of God. But remember, he's going to come back again. But have enough word for him the next time. Okay? Have enough word for him the next time. And the third point, the third point of that verse, Hebrews 11 and 6, is that God rewards who sincerely seek him. Through Christ, we declare righteousness. However, Living a victorious life daily does not come easily. It doesn't come easily. I don't care how long you have been saved. Living this victorious life does not come easily. It is a daily, it is a daily battle. But the weapons of our warfare is not carnal. But it's for the mighty of pulling down strongholds. We cannot have carnal weapons. We got to have weapons that will win a war. Amen? Got to have it. Through Christ, we are declared righteousness. However, again, living a victorious life does not come easy. By seeking God, we can walk in the spirit and not gratify the desires of our flesh. Hallelujah. When you have the audacity of faith, you cannot gratify your flesh. The audacity of faith causes you to cast down every imagination, every high thing that's going to exalt itself above the knowledge of Christ, and you got to bring it into subjection. You cannot work in your flesh with the audacity of faith. You cannot. Listen to this in Lamentations 3 and 25. The Lord is good to them that wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. What do you have the audacity of faith for today? What do you have the audacity of faith to go back to God and ask him again? Is there something in your life? If there's someone in your life, you need to go back. And say, God, I have the audacity to believe you again. Yes, I do. No matter what the situation, the circumstance, the challenge, no matter what I face, I believe you, God. I have the audacity to believe that, yes, I am healed in Jesus' name. Because the Bible says, the Bible says that he was wounded. 
for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity, and the chastisement of his peace was upon him. I got the audacity to believe by his stripes. your faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, I do, Lord. Yes, I do. Today, as the praise team come back, this word, you heard the examples all through the word of God. Today, I ask you, do you have the audacity to believe? The song is coming to us by Dietrich Hatton, and it says, exceedingly, abundantly, above all, we can ask or think, according to the power that worketh in you. God is able. How many people believe? God is able to do what he said he would do. Again, I'm going to read that again one more time. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all. Hallelujah. That's scriptures. God is able to do the exceedingly, the abundantly, more than we can even ask or think. The scripture said, according to the power the audacity of faith that working within is in us. Cause the songwriter said, he won't give up on you. He's able. He's able. Thank you, Jesus. God is able just to do what he said he would do. He's going to fulfill. Hallelujah. He's going to fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. He's able. I mean to believe he's able. Oh, clap your hands all you people. Shout with a voice of triumph because God is able. God is able to do just what he said he would do.
reset, restore, revive your audacity of faith. Don't give up on God. He sees. He knows. Hallelujah. He cares. Hallelujah. He's a deliverer. He's a sanctifier. He's a provider. He makes a way out of no way. He's the God of peace. Jehovah Shalom. He gives you the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Hallelujah. He is more than enough. More than enough. Have the audacity of faith to go back and say, Lord, I believe you again. Hallelujah. We thank you so very much. If you have a request for prayer, Call the number here at the Bible Church of Atlas Road, 1-888-776-1238. Someone is on the prayer line, ready, willing, and able to pray with you. If you have a prayer request, write us, text us, email us at BibleWayCAR.org. Send your prayer requests in. We're praying here. The church, this church was built on prayer. The foundation of this church by Bishop and Mother Jackson build on prayer. Prayer warriors were all in the chapel. Uh, our earlier prayer warriors, we have people praying, virtual conference prayers, six o'clock. Men's men are praying. We are praying people. We believe in prayer. We have the audacity to go and ask God and believe he'll do what he said he would do. Thank you so very much for joining us with our 2021 Women's Day program. Everybody was so graciously beautiful today. So glad when that day will come back and we will all be together in fellowship. I believe it's gonna be very soon, very soon. Thank you again for your $7 vision offering. Thank you for the $50 offering towards women's ministry. And we say to you, have the audacity of faith to believe in God and his word. And I know manifestation will happen in your life. Join us for our Tuesday night Bible teaching at 7 o'clock. And we are so glad to have you with us in any and all of our service. May God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. I love you, but God loves you best. He's able.
Highway Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through My Connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you or if you were moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.